Hello, and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again, and tonight we're going to be uh, talking about a uh, particular subject that uh, is, is very interesting um, as far as the term, I thirst. Um, this is a term or a phrase that Jesus uses on the cross. Um, it's one of the last things he says before he dies. Um, so tonight I want to talk to you about what he said when he said, I thirst, and just go to the Word of God and just draw some... Uh, uh, comparisons throughout the scriptures, all talking about the uh, the same thing as you'll see tonight. So this is sort of a um, a salvation message. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this is for you tonight. Um, there's going to be somebody asking the question about um, thirsting, getting uh, eat, um, water that's everlasting water that they'll never thirst again, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But um, just I encourage you to listen to the entire message. And um, and let the let the spirit of God speak to you, okay. And this is also we're going to be speaking about some things for you uh, tonight as well, Christian. If you're tuning in and um, watching this, and you're seeing this uh, down the road, uh, this will also be for you as well as we will as we'll see here in a moment. Okay, so if you would first turn in your Bibles to the book of Exodus. So I just completed uh, here on the channel here the gift of God. The Gift of God series. It's a four-part series. Also, there's a message on um, the channel here speaking about the rock. And um, all those, I, I, want, I encourage you to go back and listen to those as well because um, they'll have a lot of other things that we're going to talk about tonight. But for now, let's just look at the term thirst, okay? if uh, It should be a fairly simple term to understand um, I'll draw you a comparison, though, just as a way of example. If you go a long period of time without water, uh, you're going to get a deep thirst. Um, I've experienced that cutting weight, water weight, for uh, mixed martial arts fights and uh, different things. Um, the Going without water for that long period of time, it's, a, it's excruciating, okay? And um, when you're super dehydrated, um, you're going to have this deep, desire to get the next drop of water that you can. Um, speaking of thirsting after something. Okay. So it's a, has a, as a connotation of more than just, well, I would like to have something to drink over here. I have water sitting over here. It'd be really nice to have. Um, but I'm not thirsting after it right now, like where I really need it right now. But, um, so that's a good example of what's going on. And you'll see this here in the book of Exodus chapter 17, Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 6. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin. That's interesting. After their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses, and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? If you can understand that, I mean, if you have small kids and things that are without water, you know, you might be saying the same thing. But look what and Moses does here. Verse 4, And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? 
they be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thy hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So in in sight of Israel and uh, all the elders there, Moses was commanded to smite the rock. Again, as you, if you go back and you listen to uh, my sermon on the rock, we have that sim, it's, symbolic, it's symbolic and it symbolizes Jesus Christ. This rock was Jesus, the rock of our salvation, as it says other places. In Numbers chapter 20, this is the second account of when they needed water. Numbers chapter 20, you'll see there, though, that uh, Moses is commanded to speak to the rock Okay, you only strike the rock or smite the rock one time. After that, Jesus or commands to speak to the rock. So God uh, commands Moses to speak to the rock for the living water, the physical water at that time. But if you would go to John chapter four now, John chapter four. In verse 10 is where we're going to start out. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob? which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Speaking of physical. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. So she's asking for this water that Jesus is um, offering her. But he's not offering her physical water. He's offering her spiritual water that she would never thirst again. And we see this again, and and Jesus speaks of this in John chapter 6 and verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Believe believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today, and you shall never thirst again. Ask him today. Call out to him today for that living water. Of course, the belief is there, and out of the abundance of your heart, the belief is in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. It's going to cry out. And you see, once again, in John chapter 7, in verse 37, it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, so Jesus is speaking here at one of the feasts that were taking place, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, 
which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So again, Jesus is speaking of the living water. That is the Holy Ghost. So salvation is, is this. You are a sinner in need of a Savior. You are a sinner that's seeking after water. You're thirsting. I think deep down in everybody, they understand and they know that there's something missing. They're tired of the, of the temporary. Inside of each of us, there's a thirst, a want for water. Just like the physical water that you're going to thirst after, it's the same for spiritual water. You understand where I'm coming from on this. The Bible is very clear that, you know, the temporary things of this life, you're going to need it again. You're going to need water again. But as far as the spiritual goes, the everlasting water, the gift of God, the spirit of God, living water is available for you. And we're about ready to go to see where that was made available. That was made available. Turn over with me now to John chapter 19. John chapter 19, starting at verse 28. This is uh, near the end of Jesus' life as he's on the cross, a cross that he didn't deserve, but he took on willingly for you and me. He took our place. We were unable to save ourselves. So God in the flesh, incorruptible flesh that was able to die, was dying. He's fully man and fully God at the same time. The only one that was able was there on that cross dying. Verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. The correlation is there. Jesus in his humanity was there dying, and he said, I thirst. But what struck me about this is that as he says, I thirst, that's the last thing, one of the last things he says on the cross. He's suffering through that. He's suffering on the cross for you and me so that we may never thirst again. He thirsted one last time. He experienced the pain and the agony of the cross so that we wouldn't have to thirst again. He did that for you and me. Verse 29 says, Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews therefore Verse 31, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. 
Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bare record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture saith, They shall look on him whom they pierced. So as you see here, that Jesus died, as it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, according to the scriptures, for your sins. He died for you and me for our sins because we had that separation. So God himself provided himself as a lamb. God himself will provide a lamb. And that lamb was Jesus. God in the flesh died for you and me so that we would never have to thirst again. That blood mingled with water as it poured out was there for our redemption. He offered that for us. He did that so you have the free gift of salvation. It's freely available and offered to you. So come get that water tonight. If there's been a, never been a time where you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and cried out to him saying, Lord, be merciful to me as sinner because I cannot save myself. I am trusting in you and your work on the cross and your resurrection for my sins. I am a sinner. There's no good in me. I need that water. He is faithful and just and will and to forgive you of your sins. He will freely give you of that water. It's fully available for you. He in no wise will cast you out. He will provide that water for you so that you may never thirst again. He thirsted for you that you would not have to thirst again. So that's in a way of, um, well, a salvation message that he provided that water for you. If you've never come to that time in your life and you've never cried out to God and wanted that salvation, that water that's freely available, that living water, I'd love to talk to you. Contact me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and I'd love to start talking to you about that. God's word is there. It's so powerful. But as, as somebody that has not received the Holy Ghost yet, somebody that's not saved. You may not be able to understand all this stuff, but understand who you are in the eyes of God, a sinner in need of water, living water that he would provide. Now as a way of, uh, I guess, instruction and righteousness for the, the saved person out there, the born-again believer, if you would look with me, I want you to turn to Amos, Amos chapter 8, Amos chapter 8 and starting in verse 11. I just want to tie something in here for instruction in righteousness, because this is uh, speaking of some future prophecy. Uh, this is speaking of some future time during the time of Jacob's trouble. 
But starting in verse 11, it says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. That's the drought. That's the, the, the famine, if you will, and the drought. There's no water. It's the word of the Lord. In that day shall the fair virgins and young men faint for thirst. They that swear by the sin of Samaria and say, Thy God, O Dan, liveth, and the manner of Beersheba liveth, even they shall fall and never rise up again. So this is in a way of uh, future prophecy as far as uh, future th- events and during the time of Jacob's trouble. So this is another reason why I firmly believe the Bible doesn't have us and we will not go through a minute of Daniel's 70th week or the time of Jacob's trouble. It's for this particular reason, because where does the water reside? Where does the word of the Lord reside? That's in us, Christian. The Holy Spirit, the living water, as we read all the way through John. Well, if there's a famine, why is that? It's because the bride, the body is gone. So, again, that's another reason why this is one of many verses that... uh, passages of scripture that that teaches me through the power of the spirit that we will not go through this time of Jacob's trouble. But another thing that's really interesting is the the ones that do go through the time of Jacob's trouble, the saints in the time of Jacob's trouble that are that are killed. Look what it says about them in Revelation. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 16. This is very interesting. Uh, Let's start in verse uh, 15. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Now, of course, they are going through physical things where they're hungry and thirsty, but according to Amos, that could be, and very well may be as well, thirsting and hunger for the word of the Lord because now they don't have to worry about that anymore because he shall, the throne shall dwell among them. They shall never, shall hunger no more, neither thirst anymore, neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat for the lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. One day that they, uh, these tribulation saints and then also all of us and everything will have to not worry about that anymore, physical hunger and thirst. But at the same time, because of the, the living waters that's within us, we have everlasting life as we've seen already. But that's really interesting there when it talks about that. Shall hunger no more, neither thirst anymore. For the Lamb, verse 17 which was, remember, that was slain for us, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them unto living waters, fountains of water, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Look forward to that day. But what about right now? What about today? What about for us now living here? Jesus talks about that in Matthew chapter 5. 
So turn over, as we, and we'll finish here, Matthew chapter 5. This is a famous account as Jesus is given the Beatitudes, right? The blessed, blessed are they. Let's start in verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And now look at this. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Christian, today, are you thirsting? Are you hungering after righteousness? Are you living your life righteously? Boy, that's convicting to me. Do I hunger and thirst after righteousness as much as I should? I don't, I don't really think so. There's so much that he did for us. He thirsted. He experienced the pain of being fully incorruptible flesh for you and me. And he died to provide that living water for us. But as Paul tells Timothy, are you stirring up the gift of God? On a, you know, bring in remembrance. Those are the words of word of the Lord. Stir up the gift of God, as it says in Timothy. So just think about that. Think about that today. I hope this is a help to you, Christian. If you listen to the first part of it and you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I hope you really understand what he did for you and me. He died, was buried, and was rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. But he just didn't do that just for any other reason. He did that for you and me so that we will never thirst again, as he told the woman at the well. That sealing that Holy Spirit of promise so that one day we can have no hunger or thirst ever again. It's an amazing thought. So by Jesus saying, I thirst, we'll never have to thirst again. That's an amazing, amazing thought. So please write to me, leave a comment down in the, in the, in the comment section below. Or if you'd like to reach me at uh, the ministries, one of the ministries pages, ltmbiy at yahoo.com also let this mind be in you ministries on facebook if you'd like to leave a comment there or reach out i would love to help you through the power of god's word i'm just going to take you to the scriptures once you do that today that's it for now god bless you christian stir up the gift of god the holy spirit go to his word thirst and hunger after righteousness That'll be it for now. Thank you so much for watching. God bless.